The Big Fight Weekend Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you in part by Roman. Roman is the straightforward way to take care of your ED. Get Roman.com slash SGP. Get you $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is your home to the Best Ball Mania 2 contest where you can win a million dollars. That's right, a million bucks. Sign up now at underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We're also brought to you in part by Odds Jam. Odds Jam is the betting tool every sharp better needs, bringing you the latest in prices and presenting the best betting opportunities. Dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam and use the promo code SGP to get 5% off sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash oddsjam. The countdown is on to fight time. This is Big Fight Weekend. Now, here is your host, TJ Reeves. Yes, we are back in. It is the latest edition of our little program going into the sweet science, the boxing, put up the fists, as we're ready to talk all about what happened with Canelo Alvarez last weekend. We've got a world title fight through Showtime Championship Boxing coming up, news of the week, and much more. It is the Big Fight Weekend Podcast. I am merely the somewhat capable host. Momentarily, Marquise John, senior writer for the website, BigFightWeekend.com, will be right here, and he and I will have a conversation with Brian Custer, the host of Showtime Championship Boxing, and their upcoming Saturday night fight card from Carson, California, Dignity Health Sports Complex, as it's known, the former StubHub Center. That's where it will be Lewis Neri and Brandon Figueroa for the WBC Junior Featherweight Championship of the World. That's the main event on Showtime. Brian Custer here to talk about that and the roll call of Showtime Championship fights involving separate main events for the Charlo Brothers, also a Gervonta Davis pay-per-view, a little Floyd Mayweather against a YouTuber. Brian Custer's here to talk about all of that momentarily stand by for that and yes we're going to cover everything that's going on uh with him with showtime and marquise and i will also cover all the other fight action including the matchroom match uh, matchroom uh, boxing card in manchester england if i can get that out that's going on uh this weekend as well reminder however you found this audio podcast wherever you found it through a social media link through the sports gambling podcast and their network of shows sportsgamblingpodcast.com Make sure that you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. Subscribe to Big Fight Weekend. You get the automatic ding on Friday when we're up for the weekend to preview all of these fight cards and all the action, all the news of the week. So again, if you're subscribed, you'll get the automatic notification. And again, we may come back around with a special recap podcast, et cetera. If you're subscribed, you don't have to wait on us to tell you to find it. It'll get an automatic notification to your phone, your handheld device, your iPad, whatever, if you are subscribed. So please do that. And again, we thank publicly Sean Green, Ryan Kramer, and the Sports Gambling Podcast for their promotional help. We will talk some fight odds. Not a lot of great fights this weekend, but we will talk a little bit of odds uh, later on here in this podcast if you're looking for short-term investment purposes. 
on any of the fight action for this weekend. Without further delay, though, let's get into our first guest as Marquise Johns is going to be joining me momentarily. We're going to talk more about the Showtime pay-per-view. Uh, well, actually, the Showtime card this weekend, the Showtime pay-per-views that they have coming. Let's get into all of it as the podcast continues along right now. Let's welcome in from the Showtime coverage, also the Last Stand podcast, a phenomenal name from Brian Custer, the Last Stand podcast, and Brian Custer with us here on the Big Fight Weekend podcast in advance of Lewis Neri and Brandon Figueroa in the main event for Showtime this weekend. Brian's hosting on all the coverage. Thank you for doing this, first of all. It is great to have you hanging out with us in advance of everything that Showtime is going to be doing coming up, Brian. Yeah, it's going to be a, a really busy uh, spring and summer. I'm certainly looking forward to it. All right. So before we get into everything with Showtime, let's uh, let's talk about last weekend and what everybody's buzzing about. Canelo Alvarez, the TKO win over Billy Joe Saunders. What a scene as we begin to welcome fans back in all facets of sports, at least in America. 73,000 people. It broke the all-time North American indoor attendance record uh, for any fight. Uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on, on having seen all of that and the, the massive interest that there was, obviously, in Arlington, Texas last weekend? Well, you know, there's a reason why, you know, I think pound for pound, Canelo's probably considered the best fighter in the world. I mean, he is uh, a box seller. Uh, he puts people in the seats uh, and he delivers. You know, uh, the, the interesting thing is that, you know, I had him on the last name podcast uh, last week and we talked about that fight. And, you know, listen, there were a number of things I threw at him about Billy Joe Saunders calling him a cheat. Um, Billy Joe Saunders said he was going to give him a boxing lesson. And, you know, I think if you watched in that fight, it was something that Canelo told me. He said, look, he can say anything he wants to say. It's a different story when you get in the ring with me. Uh, and he, he always uh, goes back to I'm not I'm not the same fighter uh, that fought Floyd Mayweather when I was 23, 24 years old. You know, I'm a different guy now, and I've seen so many different styles, and that I will stop it. I mean, he told me that on the podcast. He was true to his word. And I'll tell you what, you know, I, I know a lot was said about uh, the uppercut that damaged Billy Joe Saunders' eye. But if you watch that fight, he threw some hellacious body shots. And you knew eventually those shots were going to wear down Billy Joe Saunders, and it did. You know, that body shot made him come down like this. And next thing you know, he throws that uppercut messes up the eye and it was over. So it wasn't a surprise to me because he said exactly what he was going to do on the podcast and he did it. I wanted to ask you about that, Brian, because you did speak to Canelo uh, pretty much leading up uh, up to this fight. Uh, Billy Joe Sons was pretty much playing the villain in any aspect possible up to a T. And, uh, and, pre and pretty much, uh, we're all fight fans here. The heel got what he got. He got, he lost. So do you think that was just the, the just deserves that he deserved for all of this or just something that just Billy Joe Sons was not looking forward to? Yeah, I, I just think that, you know, hey, look, uh, everybody in that division wants Canelo. I mean, that that is that's your retirement. You know what I mean? I mean, you you get that fight that, you know, I think Billy Joe Saunders probably made about eight million dollars off of that. Look, look, he's set now. Look, he's got a damaged arbitrable bone to, to deal with it. So I don't know right. if he'll be fighting again, uh, <laughs> but he's certainly set. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, don't write a check. Your butt can't cash. And he, he talked a lot of a lot of stuff. <laughs> Uh, going into that fight. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, he couldn't back it up. Uh, it, it, hey, listen, it's hard, man. You get in there, you got a game plan till you get punched in the face. You know, Mike Tyson said it. Yeah. And I think Billy Joe Saunders found that out uh, in, in there in, at uh, Texas Stadium. 
uh, Canelo's a different, he's a different beast, man. He, he can, he can box with you or he can bang with you and he punches hard. Uh, and I think a, a number of guys are finding that out the hard way. Very similar to Marquise and Mai's deals on the Big Fight Weekend podcast for $8 million a pop. I don't know about <laughs> yeah. you, Brian, in the podcast <laughs> world. Um, all right, so again, we, we expect that we'll see Canelo again in September. We love the frequency of him having fought three times in five yeah. months already, and that would be four times in less than a year. Bravo on getting guys back in the ring. And speaking of that, I know you're excited, and the reason we have you here uh, for the audience uh, that's hearing us on Big Fight Weekend is the fight that's coming on Saturday night, the world championship fight for Lewis Neri and Brandon Figueroa. It's the headline fight, premier boxing champions in Showtime. And some fans will be there in California for this fight. Brian, tell us a little more about this matchup and how excited you are to be around it and be back with fans after a lot of fight cards on Showtime in what you guys dubbed the fight sphere with no fans, yeah. you will now have some. Yeah, you know, and that's going to be the great part. I mean, listen, I, I love coming out here to L.A., uh, I love coming out to Carson because, you know, I think, what is it called? Dignity Health, Dignity, uh, Dignity Health, Health Sports Complex, Complex formerly the StubHub Center, formerly the Loan Depot Something Center. Something that the three of us are not as familiar with, which is yeah. Dignity, but that is the name of the place, the Dignity Health Sports Complex. Continue on. <laughs> I, just, I just I just really know it as the StubHub Center. I yeah. Mean, I, yep. But, you know, it's one of our favorite venues, one of my favorite outdoor venues. It has always brought some majestic fights in this, I mean, you just look up the history of the fights that have occurred here, some of the great wars. Uh, and, you know, so I'm looking forward to it. And I think this could be one of them. I mean, it has all the makings. You know, Brandon Figueroa is an all action fighter. Even though he is tall and rangy for this weight class, he didn't fight like that. He fights like his brother. I'm just going to come forward. I'm going to smother you. And now you've got Luis Neri, who, you know, before had this knockout streak of like 14, 15 straight, I was knocking everybody out. It was different, though, against Aaron Alameda. So now once he makes the step up to 122, you know, obviously he wins the title, but he wins it in unanimous decision. It goes the distance. But, you know, now all of a sudden people are questioning whether or not his power can carry up here to 122. He's heard that. And he said he's going to put that to rest against Brandon Figueroa because he says, hey, look, he's a guy that's going to be right in front of me. I, ain't, I don't have to chase him. I don't have to kind of move in and move through his jab because he's a guy that's going to come right after me. And I'm going to show people that I can punch at 122. It has all the makings for being another one of those special nights uh, there in Carson. I'm really looking forward to it because, again, the winner of this fight all of a sudden now faces Stephen Fulton Jr., cool boy Steph in a unification fight in September. Love all of that. A few more moments with Brian Custer, Showtime's championship boxing, among other duties with Fox and Fox Sports 1. Follow him at B Custer TV. And again, it's the Last Stand podcast that we love. We'll get one more plug in for that. I uh, love that. A moment. Love that. We plug away. Uh, and again, as I alluded to, this this starts a real roll call. It actually continues a real roll call of fights this summer on Showtime. It was officially announced earlier this week. Jamal Charlo's fight site is going to be in Houston, Texas for his middleweight championship fight, WBC middleweight championship fight. His brother, Jermel Charlo, also fighting on Showtime. A Showtime pay-per-view also with Gervonta Davis in Atlanta at the end of June. So again, this is this is going to be quite a next three months or more on Showtime with a bunch of big time fights. I know you're excited to be part of it with all the guys, Mauro Ronaldo, Al Bernstein, et cetera, on all the coverage, right? Yeah, it's going to it's going to be a great again spring summer 
Um, you know, listen, we got this fight uh, this weekend, which I think is going to be an all-action fight. Uh, Ubali, Nonito Donaire, at the end of the month, we'll be right back here uh, for that. Uh, looking forward to that. And as you pointed out, then, well, of course, uh, we get into June. And, yes, you know, Jamal is going to be defending his title uh, against Montiel. Now, listen, I had him on the, on the podcast, too, and he wanted Canelo really bad. He wanted him. He wanted Benavides. I think for Jamal, you know, it, it is it is one of those things where, you know, he might eventually have to just move up to 168 to get the really big fights uh, because that's where it seems like all of the big money fights are. You guys are moving away from 160 to go to 168. Um, so he, I think he realizes that, but it'll, it'll be good to see him uh, at the Toyota Center there. You talked about Tank and Barrios. That's going to be a pay-per-view that will be in June at the end of the month there in Atlanta. It's going to be an interesting fight because it, you got Tank moving up to 140 against a long, linky guy like Barrios, who's already big for 140. And so then when he rehydrates, you know, will he come into the ring at 165 or, yeah. or that big? And so then it's like, does Tank, does Tank's power really translate there to a guy who can rehydrate to 165, 170? So to me, that's the interesting thing about that fight. Um, and it makes what makes it dangerous because Barrios can punch as well. He's undefeated. Uh, and so that, that's going to be a really, really interesting fight. And then you pointed out, Jermel, um, I mean, listen, in this four belt era, we have never seen anyone undisputed at 154. He wants to be undisputed against Castaño, who is an all action fighter uh, who had that draw against Lara. And I, I tell you, for people who watch that fight, that maybe Castaño won that fight. Yeah. Uh, so to me, that's going to be a really good fight. I know Jamel is really motivated. He wants to be undisputed. Uh, by the way, Jared Hurd is coming on the Last Stand podcast next week, and he talks about me and Jamel Charlo have unfinished business. And, you know, uh, uh, Jared, it will be fighting on the Mayweather uh, card. By the way, Marquis, got your hat. Uh, so he's going to be on that card and, uh, he's, he's talked about his return. He's returning at 160 only because it's his first fight in a year. But he said, after this fight, he's going back down to 154 because he says he cannot leave 154 until he fights Jermel Charlo and Julian Williams. He's got to have his rematch with Julian Williams. And he says, I got to fight Jermel Charlo. I have to have those two fights before I leave 154. The herd and the herd fight was Rock'em Sock'em Robots with yeah. Julian J. Rock Williams, and then Herd never got the chance yes. at Jermel Charlo because he lost to J. Rock. So yes. that's how it turns out. Marquise, anything else for Brian Custer before we let him get out of here? Absolutely. Well, you you you, you leaked it a little bit, uh, Brian. You mentioned that uh, you have been Swifty on the uh, podcast up, up, upcoming. Who else, who else you got lined up ahead of the time? Yeah. So you know, we 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 got uh, Jared Herd coming on next week. Uh, we got Cool Boy Steph coming on the week after that. Uh, we got Jermel coming on the week after that. Uh, so, you know, looking forward to, you know, uh, pumping all of these episodes out. Uh, people can go to his, uh, YouTube right now. Just subscribe to the last damn podcast or on Spotify, got, you know, all the yep. podcast platforms. And, you know, don't forget, I guess it was it June 6th. We're in Miami, mm -hmm. uh, for Floyd and, and Logan Paul. Uh, so, I mean, we got that, but you know, the good thing is that you got Jared Hurd as the co-main on that fight. You got Badu Jack and Pascal, the rematch. Yes. 
That was a really good fight. And those guys are going to rematch and do it again. So at least you've got two really good, compelling fights, and then you have the exhibition of Mayweather. Hey, Paul. The attention is definitely there for the Mayweather pay-per-view on a Sunday night on, Sunday uh, on night. June the 6th. That's uh, that's actually going to be coming up. So, And again, Daniel Jacobs on the Last Stand podcast yes. that debuted earlier this week. They can hear that right now. And Brian just roll-called like four more guests. So if Marquise needs any more beyond that, Brian will have his people get with your people, Marquise, and you'll work that out on Brian's schedule <laughs> as he roll-calls all of that. Let's plug one more time. The fans that are hearing us uh, again, on the audio version of this podcast, they want to be on Showtime, find Showtime Networks, get the Showtime Network app, subscribe, etc. Because nine o'clock Saturday night, Neri Figueroa, highly entertaining world title main event at 122. Correct, sir? Absolutely. Triple, a triple header uh, of fights. You also had Danny Roman, who's the former unified champ. And he's like, hey, uh, excuse me, let's not forget about me. I was the former unified champ here. And, you know, he wants a piece of Neri, of Figueroa, of Fulton as well. I mean, he's going to be on the card uh, as well. So it is going to be a really exciting night. And as you pointed out, 9 Eastern at 6 o'clock Pacific time. Love it. From the Dignity Health Sports Complex with fans. They had the Ruiz-Ariola fight there and had about 3,500. Hopefully it will be less chaotic in the stands, etc. Uh, Brian does not want to put on a striped shirt and have to referee in the stands in addition to his host. Yeah, usually the there are great fights in the ring and out of the ring. <laughs> Stay tuned. It may be part of the undercard coming up. And again, the Last Stand podcast. Go subscribe to that as well. Brian Custer, thank you for hanging out with Marquise and me on the Big Fight Weekend podcast. We thank you, sir. We'll be watching Saturday. My brothers, I appreciate you. And there he goes. We thank Brian Custer for hanging with us. Marquise is going to hang out with me after the pause here. We've got more on this Neri Figueroa fight, including the gambling odds for our friends at the Sports Gambling Podcast who help promote us. And some of the other uh, fights for the weekend, news of the week, and much more. I'll get Marquise's extended thoughts with me on Canelo Alvarez thumping Billy Joe Saunders. All of that is coming up. But first, we're brought to you by our friends at WinBet, bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, sports, and games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today. You'll receive a special offer for up to $500 risk-free on a sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. And download the app today. Again, that's wynnbet.com. And we're also brought to you in part by Roman. Look, nobody's perfect. Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. The best golfers sometimes three-putt with the tournament on the line. So you feel like you've come up short in the bedroom sometimes. It's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are also options. You can go to GetRoman.com slash SGP and find out more about ED. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional works with you, finds out the best treatment. If medication is appropriate, it'll ship out to you for free with two-day shipping. You get started by simply going to GetRoman.com slash SGP and get an online visit set up. Again, go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. Get $15 off your first month. 
There's no straightforward way to take care of ED, but if you go to GetRoman.com slash SGP, you can get started now and save $15 off your first month of treatment with Roman. And we're brought to you in part by Underdog Fantasy. If you haven't played on Underdog Fantasy, you have to check out their fantasy best ball tournaments, which are some of the best around, including Best Ball Mania 2, that tournament going on right now with your shot at a million dollars. Plus, you can play a number of games involving parlayed player props for MLB, the NBA, and more. And they have a special NBA playoffs best ball tournament coming up as well. Just go to underdogfantasy.com, use our promo code SGPN, and don't forget to enter the Best Ball Mania 2 tournament right now for your chance at a million dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And we're brought to you in part by Odds Jam. If you're a sharp better, you need to sign up with Odds Jam as Odds Jam does your line shopping for you, finding the best prices on all bets, including player props. And Odds Jam even provides arbitrage opportunities where you can bet on both sides of the line at two different shops and make a guaranteed profit. And Odds Jam will also tailor itself to whatever betting market that you're currently in. As they like to say, dominate the marketplace with Odds Jam. Find out more, sign up, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash oddsjam. Use our promo code SGP and get 5% off. Again, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash oddsjam, and our promo code SGP saves you 5% with oddsjam. We're back on Big Fight Weekend. Now, here's your host, TJ Reeves. And we are back in once more again. We're your one-stop shop. Whatever you need for boxing, go to the website, bigfightweekend.com. Find us on the podcast as well. Big Fight Weekend podcast comes out usually on Fridays about midday. Subscribe away because we're always in the preview mode. We have got so many different fights and fight cards and main events coming all throughout May, June, July, etc. Can't wait. We'll just keep rolling them out. Just like just like Brian Custer was rolling along about his guests. He's more of an interview podcast with a certain guest, etc. And promoting Marquise and I kind of mix the guests in with more about the news of the week, the fight cards, etc. Always in the preview mode on Friday. Find us wherever you get podcasts at Big Fight Weekend. Find us as well at BigFightWeekend.com. And uh, Marquise Johns, our senior writer, is back in one more time. We had a blast mm-hmm. there with uh, with Brian Custer. As you joked with me, you kind of feel cheated right now that you didn't get to talk to him about any uh, late-night Pac-12 football like he's been doing at times in the football season. That's for another show, another yeah. segment. He was more talking boxing here. Yeah, absolutely, TJ. I was really was trying to get his, his take on uh, the over-under uh, Oregon State's going to cover his four-and-a-half wins this year. But I'll... I'll I'll have to find it out on, on social or some other alternate means uh, another way. But yeah, yeah, great to hear from Custer on boxing, by the way. Yeah, so he is the host coming up on Saturday night with Mauro Ronaldo, Al Bernstein, and everybody that's on the call uh, coming Saturday for this fight. Before we get into the action of the Showtime fight card, I haven't gotten your comments in full on Canelo's eighth round TKO over uh, Billy Joe Saunders the other night. I've had some comments. I wrote about it. You've written about it. But here on the audio version on the podcast, what a scene. We've already covered that with Brian Custer. It delivered. It delivered a record 73,000 fans. Marquise, what are your thoughts on Canelo's latest win? You know what, TJ? Canelo's win was great, but let's not take up the fact that, once again, guys, everyone remembers the main event of fights because everything leading up to the main event of fights, like this one, for example, TJ, was not very good and almost rivaled 
poorly in terms of uh, the Terrence Crawford, Kale Brook, where we had to wait around for over a half an hour for a non-ruling for a contest with a, a bunch of uh, a heavyweight fight. TJ Ward, a guy in the opener, pretty much looked like he took a dive to get out of his fight. Yeah. And his journeyman. Uh, Lawrence Cole doing Lawrence Cole things, stopping fights early again. Oh, so man. let's can we get into that before we get into yes. Canelo? Do we even days later understand why in that moment with the Japanese fighter Nakatani, who's a veteran who's 37 years old, he'd been taking punches, he'd been giving punches, and Elwin Soto couldn't knock him down, much less knock him out. He landed a couple of big shots, and then Lawrence Cole, who's a controversial Texas referee kind of waved the fight off at like the worst possible time when the fighter wasn't taking punishment. Marquise, now that I've explained it for the audience again that maybe hadn't seen it, what was that? Five days later, what was that? I still don't know what that was, TJ, because he stopped at, at the one time where he was actually fighting back and landed a pretty good shot. And then all of a sudden you see a little bit step in and it's like, oh, well, this is over. It was like, well, why is it over now and not when it could have been either a round or, I don't know, 40 punches ago before he even came in? But bad event of that all night, all around, TJ. But to, but to, but to, to circle back to the actual main event and what really went down with Canelo, what a great performance by him over Billy Joe Saunders, who actually, believe it or not, TJ, gave Canelo issues for the first few rounds movement-wise, which we were hearing about ad nauseum, that whole slick southpaw footwork movement shenanigans we kept hearing the about. The larger ring, having the yes. larger ring for the movement came into play, Marquise? Yeah, and that helped out too because uh, Billy Joe Saunders was able to throw a punch to the body towards Canelo and then drift walking backwards. Everyone saw it on tape for about six rounds. So it, that's where the bigger ring played in the factor for it, and it helped out with him on, on that front of it. But at, at the end of the day, TJ, that uppercut that landed on Saunders clean uh, on, mm. his, on his eye, hopefully, hopefully he can see out of it. But, man, what a – what a shot. That, that, that may go down. Well, as Brian Custer pointed out, and I think it's a good point, and, and Sergio Mora, who we had on this podcast last week, uh, does a great job with the analysis on DAZN and their, their fight coverage, and he's a former fighter. He would know this. He kept pointing out Canelo is fainting with his upper body in his arms, and he's fainting with his feet to get him in position to land one of those big punches. And Brian Custer was just talking about this as well, Marquise, that he was setting him up with the body punch to get him to lower his guard, go down a little bit, and then come with the uppercut. And then that was my, – my twins are big into the Marvel movies now and, the, and Thor and the Hammer of Thor. That was a Hammer of Thor uppercut, was it not? No, that was TJ, and it may go down, honestly, once it's all said and done. That may be top three knockouts of the year once it's all said and done, when, when, when people figure out where, where, where are we going to rank all these fun things. But, no, it was great for him, and I'm, I'm really looking forward, TJ, to seeing if we are going to actually get Caleb Plant next to do this whole unification for that 168. Yeah, the IBF uh, belt holder, but, again, he's a premier boxing champions fighter. How will that work out? More on all of that in a second and what's next, and we already covered it a little bit here yeah. on the podcast. I, I will I will further what I wrote in the aftermath of the fight. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, I, I don't do this lightly. With the understanding that you and I are not fighters, we don't throw punches, we don't take punches. So it's very easy for the armchair quarterback metaphor, the keyboard warriors, which we could be considered that. Yeah doing a website to sit and criticize who's throwing a punch or more importantly, who's taking a punch. But I, I again will stand by numerous fighters, male and female, even recently have taken serious damage to their eye. I realize it's a fractured eye orbital for Billy Joe Saunders, 
But Daniel Dubois had a fractured eye orbital, the British heavyweight, and fought on for multiple rounds, trying to still win the fight while undefeated before Joe Joyce stopped him. Uh, we know that the monster, Naoya Inoue, the Japanese star, the Bantamweight champion, in his fight with Nonito Darnier, he suffered a fractured eye orbital just like Billy Joe Saunders with the swelling eye. He also had a fractured nose in that fight, and Inoue fought on and won the fight. And I'll put this one out there too. I know it wasn't a fractured eye orbital, but that was a horrific eye injury for Ebony Bridges, the female fighter. You know this, Marquise. Yes. Uh, in her fight in April with Shannon Courtney in England uh, on the Matchroom show, uh, she suffered early on a, a horrific swelling of the left eye the left eyelid she also had a cut bleeding she couldn't see and she yeah. fought on round after round and i know in her case there's bigger financial incentive because she's not making a lot of money you got to keep fighting and saunders was making seven eight million whatever it was but to say that he could not go on and at least try it when others have, and I, I'm not so bloodthirsty that I've got to see him carried out on a stretcher. I get that. Yeah. But it was just the word I used was unfulfilling, Marquise, that the first time he got cracked and the eye started to swell, that's it. That's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna meekly leave the stage. I'm done. For all the bravado about you know, this is the biggest moment of my life. And he he actually he told uh, some of the other British media, he uh, he told Carl Frotch this uh, as well, that if something were to seriously happen to him, if he was to get seriously injured or killed, he, he would be satisfied that he got in there in the big moment with Canelo and all this stuff. And then to get cracked and just take off, it left me unfulfilled. I wrote that Sunday. I've said my piece. Follow up one more time on what I just said, if you would. I think, TJ, what you're looking for, because Billy Joe Saunders came into this fight being this uber villain, you know, hate these guys. No one's going to beat me. I'm, I'm the guy that, you know, I've no one's beat Canelo. I could be Canelo, et cetera, et cetera. And then like so many others fall by the wayside to Canelo. And I think TJ, let's be honest. This is by about the ninth round. Once that shot landed, maybe Saunders was looking for a way out. He wasn't up on the cards. He wasn't up on the fight. I was just, Hey, uh, this chick, this money isn't going to spend itself if I'm dead. So <laughs> let's go ahead and let's go ahead. And, uh, I, can pack I submit up. though? He fought better in the fourth and the fifth round, especially I, he clearly won the fifth round. He probably won the fourth and the fifth round. Yeah. I thought he started clowning around again with his hands at his side and sticking his tongue out and letting Canelo hit him in the sixth round and get the momentum back. He was down in my mind already 5-2 going into the into the eighth round. There's been a lot of controversy on the scoring. What did you have it going into the eighth round? Did you think Saunders had already run one round, two rounds, three rounds? Did you have it close going into the eighth round? No, that's a weird part too, Tage. When people with scorecards, people think people you, you some folks think Billy Joe Saunders was up in this fight, which I just don't understand. No. I had it five two like you did. I haven't I gave him the fifth and sixth rounds. If you want to argue it, you can give Saunders the first. Sure, cool, whatever. But that's still five three at the best. So or four three, and it's like, nah, he's still losing the fight, and that, that that's kind of where that's kind of where I was with the whole thing. Well, and Chris Mannix has taken some criticism, and again, he does a tremendous amount of work, tremendous quality work, not only in boxing but in basketball. But they use him as a scorer, and I think the point is well taken too. When you are sitting there on the fight broadcast and hearing the opinions of of others about what they think. I don't care who you are. That is tainting you for how you might score around. 
Uh, I think it's better if you're going to have an unofficial score that that person's not on the commentary and probably not even listening to what they're saying. Because keep in mind, those three judges that are sitting around the ring, they aren't listening to commentary. They have no outside influence other than the crowd noise around them. But they're not hearing a commentator give you insight on what a fighter is doing well or not, or was that punch effective or not? Did it hurt him or not? So that taints you, and that's how you can get somebody like Mannix who thought Billy Joe Saunders had already won, what, five of the rounds, like 5-2 going into the going into the eighth round. There's no way he had won five of the rounds uh, at that point. But that's how that can happen. That's just my thought uh, on that. So, again, Canelo gets the win. As we sit here in May, I don't know that it's going to end up being Caleb Plant because it might require Alvarez to do a multi-fight deal with Premier Boxing Champions and he doesn't want to do it. He didn't do it back in December. They wanted him for multi-fights with them. Yeah. He didn't want to do it. Do you have optimism that it can get done with PBC, with their fighter, Caleb Plant, who has the one remaining belt at 168, the IBF belt? What do you think? I think it gets done, TJ, but it all, it all depends on uh, this whole money thing, and they're probably going to see how much they can get out of Can- uh, Canelo Forrest. It's well-documented that Billy Joe Saunders made eight. I'm sure Plant wants nine or ten or some ridiculous amount because he wants you know his stake of the claim and because he's the last piece of the pie. That's pretty much Plant's only leverage in all of this. He has the IBF belt that Can- Canelo wants, and if Canelo really wants it that bad, well, you have to pay for it. So we'll see if that works out. I really – I will – We'll, we'll find out, TJ, if this fight actually really happens or if we hear uh, on the back burner all of a sudden out of the grave the, the incessant conversation of Canelo Triple G3, which I think is plan B out of all of this because I think Canelo is going to take the most money possible at, at, at that rate. He can't get the, 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 the fourth belt for the IBA at 168. And again, uh, Triple G and Canelo fought two hotly contested fights. The first one was a draw. The second one was a split decision win by Canelo. Mm-hmm. And those were three years ago. And and Golovkin, Gennady Golovkin, is now 39. Mm-hmm. And Canelo made it clear, I'm not going down to 160 to fight him. He's got to come up to fight me at 168. And I don't know... One, if Golovkin will agree, and two, I don't know how good that fight's going to be because I don't know how much punch Golovkin has at 168 anymore at 39 years of age, but we'll see if that can be worked out or not. We got a roll here in a few moments. We are going to get to the fights for this weekend here in a second. Quick thoughts. The Fury, uh, Joshua, I'm going to make you smile. I, I can't even say it without a smile in my own voice. The fight is still not announced. It's oh, no. five weeks later. There's more spin from Eddie Hearn that they're still waiting on. Uh, you know, the the uh, the official document, I mean, the bottom line, and I wrote this on the website on Thursday as we released Big Fight Weekend for the weekend, that Eddie Hearn's talking about August the 14th, but they obviously don't have the guarantee of the money or Tyson Fury would agree. And then they could have the press conference and announce it. Tyson Fury was with Hearn and with Matchroom Boxing last weekend in Arlington. And obviously they don't have the money to guarantee this, or there would have been an announcement last weekend. That's part of why Fury was there. Yes, to support Saunders, but maybe for the announcement to kick everything off that in August, there's a fight coming. So Hearn keeps putting that date out there. The other side is still saying, show me the money. Rod Tidwell, Jerry Maguire, show me the money, right? Yeah, yeah TJ, at this point, they're, they're, they're waiting for the money, or as I learned uh, different wordings in legal terms of said money, provisions, assurances, <laughs> uh, guarantees. We, we all know what you all the mean, big, guys. Yeah, guarantee is the big word, and there yeah, obviously yeah. is not a guarantee here. Yeah, and obviously the, the money for, for, for this Saudi direct deposit hasn't hit yet for her to hand over to everybody else. So until that <laughs> happens, we're going to sit here and wait for 
And a, a new announcement that may happen next week. Uh, as of this recording, we, we're getting a, a new stadium being built because the one for uh, Joshua Louise too wasn't good enough. So we'll see what tent they put in Saudi Arabia this go around, supposedly, for a fight that may or may not happen. In and the biggest thing, again, is they don't know in the Middle East, and Hearn doesn't know this in the UK, can they have fans? Remember, Bob Arum gave you the whole playbook with the whole Terrence Crawford, Manny Pacquiao thing last winter when he said we wanted to fight last winter, Pacquiao and Crawford, but we were told we couldn't have fans and they didn't and they didn't have the ability to have fans last winter. And it's the same thing right now. You don't know. Can you only have a thousand people? Can you have five thousand people? Will it be zero? And if if there's no live gate, you don't have the money to pay these guys 50, 60, 70 million guaranteed with the with the live gate at least offsetting some of it. Uh, there on that one more news item uh, Ryan Garcia surfaced on social media midweek with another announcement that he is after a couple of weeks uh, trying to get things back on track mentally in the gym he's out of the fight with Javier Fortuna that was scheduled for July it looks like Joseph Diaz Jojo Diaz is taking his place in that July fight Ryan Garcia update me on what you think is going on here will we see him fight against somebody and maybe even somebody later in the summer. What are, what are you thinking here? I'm intrigued to what they're going to do with this because I really don't know if he's going to fight this year. Well, being a social media influencer, TJ, he has to be back online sooner or later to save face to show something <laughs> of him in some capacity. So we got that part of him down. But in terms of the ring, I don't know, TJ. I, I just think he's just going to just hang out on social and support wherever he, he's already promoting, like you know the Gatorade and the Sprite or whatever have you in the Mercedes and car stuff. But the actual oh ring stuff, Golden Boy gave him an opponent with Fortuna, supposedly, and that fell by the wayside. I don't know if they'll have any more confidence in trying that all, all over again until, until they're really sure you need right. a fight going. Well, we'll see on Ryan Garcia. Keep it locked in on the website on that. All right, let's get to the fight cards. First, the matchroom boxing fight card in Manchester, England. We lost the ladies' unification world title fight when Terry Harper, the British champion, suffered a hand injury. So that fight is off the main event. It's light heavyweight Joseph Buatzi, who is now in the main event. Marquise, quick thoughts here on that fight card in Manchester? Yeah, dude, that fight card sucks. And it stinks because Terry Harper and Muay Choi was the actual unification fight that was supposed to be actually a 50-50 fight on this card. Up and down, this fight card, TJ, has very little to offer, even on a gambling standpoint or in a matchup standpoint. But I will tell people to look out for uh, Solomon Darces, TJ, a uh, heavyweight prospect. He's making his pro debut against some favorable opposition. He's in action. That should be amusing, as well as Lerone Richards, TJ. This is a guy that dresses up uh, wearing B uh, French trunks. So he's always amusing <laughs> to watch in the ring. Outside of that, TJ, uh, fight-wise odds, uh, the favorites on this one are all the A-sides should win this pretty handily. In fact, I think okay. the closest fight on this fight card, I want to say, is that Richards fight, and he's favored to be a 10-to-1 favorite. So if, you, wow. if, you're looking for, if you're looking for an underdog on that fight card, I know – Boazzi's facing a guy from Mexico and some of these matchroom cards have had some Mexican upsets lately. This is that, that streak ends this Saturday. <laughs> Not going to happen in the light heavyweight main event. And again, it's a matchroom matinee in the United States, or at least earlier in the afternoon from Manchester, England to the Saturday night card. We were talking about with Brian Custer in the last segment, Lewis Neri is the main event with Brandon Figueroa. Let's go over the card real quick. And the odds, what do you, what do you see out of this premier boxing champions showtime show in California with fans. Marquise, go ahead. Pretty good fight card, TJ, for the main event with uh, Neri Figueroa. I uh, want to mention beforehand, it's going to be on off-TV action, TJ. Uh, our favorite, Sebastian Fundora. His sister's in action, Gabriel, in her pro debut. 
517 TJ, 115 pounds. It's so family. It's such a family thing, I swear. And she's been a previous mixed martial artist, and she is largely credited with keeping Sebastian Fundura in shape because she is apparently some kind of fitness freak, whirlwind, the whole thing. And she was she was a big motivator, I guess, for him in his latest training camp before the Jorge Cota fight. So I'm anxious to see if she can fight because this is her, her debut, right? I'm intrigued, DJ. I hope they put some of that, some of those clips on the action on the, on, on the Showtime broadcast because I'm looking forward to seeing how she looks because apparently she was pretty much the, the main sparring partner with, 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 with Fandor. So apparently she's the uh, Cheryl Miller to his Reggie in his, in his family camp, apparently, for fight training. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that all uh, shapes out. But back to the actual fight uh, that, that closed out the uh, Dignity Health Sports Club uh, uh, Health Complex Stub Hub Center on Saturday night on Showtime up. Figueroa is a is a underdog, TJ, at uh, plus two forty as this is reporting. Yep. And actually, I'm willing to lay the money on that because I just don't think Neri has it anymore. At one twenty two, at one eighteen, TJ, he was a weight bully because spoiler alert, he had trouble making weight at one eighteen. Now he's at one twenty two of everybody else where he should belong, and he's looking pretty pedestrian. And and, and Figueroa, as a customer mentioned to us, he's a pressure guy. He keeps coming at you no matter what it is. I don't know if he's going to have any punches power behind it, but but he keeps pressing, and I think that's going to be enough to get a decision out of all of this Saturday night. All right, again, that is a 12-round WBC world title fight at 122. Lewis Neri minus uh, 300, three-to-one favorite for our friends at Sports Gambling Podcast, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. But you love Brandon Figueroa, the challenger, plus Mm -hmm. 240 in this one. So we'll see how that one comes off. And, uh, again, we get a little lull. That's the only championship fight of the weekend. But Josh Taylor, Jose Ramirez next week, very compelling, undisputed, 140-pound title fight, junior welterweight world title fight uh, with Mexico against Scotland in that one, in that fight in Las Vegas. We'll have more on that next week. For now, plug away on everything, not just with the podcast, but the website, all the coverage and the preview mode, the recap mode, and more, Marquise, before we go. Absolutely, TJ. BigFightWeekend.com, your source for all boxing news, past, present, and future. We'll keep you updated on the things that are going on this weekend. If any actual news breaks on uh, this Joshua Fury announcement, we'll, we'll see what happens there. We'll keep you locked as well. <laughs> we'll have an announcement also, next week, won't we? Yes. Uh, as always, hey, and, and then next week we'll have the announcement next week. But, but we'll continue right. on from there. We'll play it forward on that. So, again, we love the preview mode, the recap mode. We love the historical perspective. By the way, we have the anniversary of one of the great – in-ring comments before a knockout in major championship boxing history, Antonio Tarver saying to Roy Jones, you got any excuses tonight, Roy, uh, before he <laughs> knocked him out with one big left in the second round of their fight, of their rematch uh, fight for the light heavyweight title. That anniversary is this week. You know we'll have that up on Big Fight Weekend. So we love the historical perspective uh, as well as the present day. Read the site, bigfightweekend.com. Marquise, great job. Thank you, my friend. Enjoy the action this weekend. Uh, we always love you here on the podcast, and we'll be reading you this weekend as well. Absolutely, DJ. Thanks so much. And we thank Brian Custer of Showtime, and we thank the Showtime folks for making him available to us. Nine Eastern, six in the West is the Showtime uh, card from California. Neri Figueroa is the main event. We'll write about it in advance and uh, after it is done as part of the Big Fight Weekend website. Subscribe to this podcast anywhere you get the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Subscribe away. Thanks again to our friends at the sportsgamblingpodcast.com and Sports Gambling Podcast, the show, for helping promote us. For now, we're done. I'm TJ Reeves for Marquise Johns. Enjoy the fights. We're back next week on Big Fight Weekend. Bye.